1: Y'all remember in the book of Acts where Paul, the Pharisee, Saul, I guess his name was Saul at the time, he was commissioned to go to Damascus to take hold of those Christians, those, you know, they thought they were heretics, you know, and he, he was trying to stomp out Christianity. He was a Pharisee, he was a Jew, and he thought it was sacrilegious, and he thought he was doing God a favor. And so he was on the way to Damascus, and he was riding his horse, you know, and I like to think that his testimony, do you know his road to Damascus experience, he told it three times in the book of Acts. Really, it's the, it's the story, it's Paul's testimony is what it is. And we, it's recorded three times in the book of Acts that he told it. Now, I, I would imagine everywhere he went, he told that story. See, a testimony is a uh, important thing is something that you can tell that nobody else can tell and nobody can take it from you And it's hard for them to, to say it ain't true Paul said I was riding my high horse basically and his testimony's like me like, like mine I, I thought I was doing God a favor by just being down here, you know I was on my high horse and I thought you know, I, I had my own ideas about religion and everything and he, Here I didn't know that I was persecuting Jesus I was riding on my way to to getting more troubles where I was going when this bright light came and knocked me off that high horse. And it, it was the Lord Jesus. And isn't that what happened in your life? You was in darkness, but now you see all of a sudden, you know, it was like something like scales had to come off his eyes because we were in darkness. We didn't understand what in the world was going on. We didn't understand anything, but we thought we knew everything. We thought we was in control. And by the world's standards, they would have said, this man's a Pharisee. You know, he's, he's got all the education. He must be right. But he was oh so wrong. And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, it's Jesus. And he said, it's, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. And that was a saying that, you know, when mules used to pull a cart, they were stubborn and they would kick against the cart you know, and they would tear up the cart. So they got to where they would put spikes on the front of the cart to keep the mules from kicking the spike. I mean, they did (laughs) when they kicked the cart. They didn't do it no more. And Jesus was saying, you're persecuting me and my church, and it ain't going to be easy for you. You don't want to keep this up. It's like kicking against the pricks. And so Paul says, he called him Lord right there. He said, who are you? Lord. Because he knew whoever brought this big light, whoever did this supernatural thing. And you know salvation is a supernatural thing? When that light comes on, that's the Holy Spirit. You, You can't come to the Father unless you be drawn. And he opens that understanding and gives you that light. That's the testimony. And so his testimony is a lot like my testimony. I was on the road on my high horse thinking I was doing God a favor by being down here. But then he said, I'm going to show you the things you must suffer for my name's sake. I got a purpose for you, Paul. And so he sent people to help him. And, and so Paul told that testimony. He told it to the, to the apostles of the Christian church. They were scared of him. They, didn't, they knew that he had a reputation of throwing Christians in jail and having them killed. But old Barnabas, he, he smoothed it over and got them to trust him. And he told the testimony about how he got saved. Then, then later, he was, before, he was in jail, and he told his testimony to King Agrippa, the king of all the area. So he got to share his testimony with the king. Pretty big stuff. He could have told the king anything. But what did he do? Shared his testimony. And then later, what was it in? I wrote it down. In, in Acts 22, he, he told King Agrippa in Acts 26, and in Acts 22 the crowd, a hostile crowd was there to get him. You know, they thought he was ruining the Jewish religion. And so they rushed him and they were trying to tear him apart. And the Romans had to get him. And and he said, can I speak to him? And they gave him an opportunity to speak. What did he do? Gave his testimony. I was on the road to Damascus. He gave his personal testimony. You know what? At the jail Sunday night, I don't know I don't even study up I don't even think about it till I open my mouth at the jail because the Holy Spirit always fills me at the jail when I speak so I, I but you know what I said Sunday afternoon at the jail guys you know I spent 32 years on my high horse I didn't say it like that but I started telling my personal testimony and from that the Holy Spirit filled in the gaps and began to speak and preached a message eight guys got saved It happens every time I'm telling you the Bible says in Revelations chapter 12 verse 11 talking about the enemy coming against the Christian life trying to keep you down trying to keep you from from being successful trying to keep you from spreading this good news he says but they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony or the King James says by the word of their testimony by sharing their testimony so if you're here tonight and you're thinking, well, I'm just going to listen to some people talk, you know, it's always fun to hear other people's testimony. I would, I would encourage you, even if you don't do so tonight, there's a scripture that comes to mind that Peter says, always have an answer for the reason that you, of your hope in Jesus Christ. Always have an answer for everyone who wants to know about your hope in Jesus Christ. If you don't have your testimony prepared, why don't you prepare it? Why don't you have an answer? When somebody, somebody says, why do you always go to church, man? Why do you do this? Why is your life different? Share. It should be what we do. That's how we overcome the enemy. That's how we overcome his plans for this world, and we bring light into a dark situation. So, you know, my testimony about coming to this here Passion Church started, that's where I got saved. So so my testimony is here. When I tell my testimony of how I got saved, it was coming here for marriage counseling. And uh, my my marriage was on the rocks. And y'all have heard the story before, but I came here because I was thinking the preacher was going to give me some free marriage counseling. I didn't didn't think I needed anything else. I just needed to get my marriage straight. But Pastor Buddy... I got saved under Pastor Buddy, Miss Joyce's son, and uh, it was called Living Hope at the time. No, Spirit of Life. It was Spirit of Life, then Living Hope, and now Passion Church. It was Spirit of Life, and me and Angie went there, and there was a Wednesday night service, much like tonight. And I, uh, I was just, we were going to sit through the service. I was going to bear through that, you know, until I could get this marriage counseling going at the end, you know. And... For the first time i heard the message the gospel in a way that made sense i had heard it all my life knew jesus died on the cross and all that stuff you know that's his business what's that got to do with me but pastor buddy was able to explain it in a way that it made sense and that light came on and knocked me off my high horse and i said i got to be saved i am wretched i am poor i know i'm messing up my marriage i'm messing up my life if i'll be honest if there's somebody willing to forgive, if God is willing to forgive me and give me a fresh start. And so I came down to the altar and gave my heart to Jesus on that Wednesday night. And then we didn't even need, need the marriage counseling. I just said, let's just go home, you know. And I said, I forgive you. And she said, I forgive you. Because Angie, she says she says she was already saved. But, but she uh, rededicated her life that night as well. And so we, we started coming to this church full time. And this church has radically changed our life. And not only was the place where I met Jesus, and many of you can say that as well, it's the place where I get to meet with Jesus all the time. I love Jesus, and I love being here with my brothers and sisters. There's only a few of you that were here back when that happened. And it's mostly new people now. But I've seen hundreds come and go, and you know that's the way of the world. But I know a lot of people because... They're my brothers and sisters in Christ, and, and we've done a lot of worship in here together. We've done a lot of praying here, and we will continue to, to move forward because God loves the Passion Church. I believe that with all my heart. Do you believe that? Well, we're going to step into some uh, testimonies. Of I've, I only have one person that I've asked. that i would heard he had a testimony, and so I'm going to start with him. Y'all ready for Mr. McCray? Have at it! I told him to go as long as he wants
2: to. No, not this time. <laughs> how is everybody tonight? Good. I was just thinking we took up the offer, and he's talking about being grateful. And how many of us walked or rode a bike here? Nobody. We're all pretty grateful. We all drove a car. Yeah. We're all going home tonight, sleeping a bed mm-hmm. with heat. We're all pretty grateful. I haul gas up in Memphis, and it Not everybody sleeps in a bed and with heat at night. I've seen they're curled up in front of the gas stations. It's rough. But anyway, uh, God's been tugging at me for uh, quite a while, um, since I started coming here. I grew up in church. Mom and Daddy had me in church. Daddy did the same thing I did, drove the truck. He wasn't always there. Mama, mama took us every Sunday, every Wednesday night. And we stayed in church. And, of course, you know, as a kid, you don't want to get up Sunday and go to church. None of my friends went to church. And I said, well, I'll, I'll just stay at so-and-so's house we don't have to go. I'll dodge church that way, and by golly, if mama didn't come by and pick you up. You better be standing out on the curb. So I never could get out of going to church, and we all the way up church, youth group, youth camps, all the way up till about I started driving. And we, we, were, we went in and out of two churches most of my life. And when I started driving, everybody, we called kind of just quit going, and... Uh, I joined the military right out of high school. I wasn't even graduated yet when I signed in. Went right, graduated in May, went to boot camp in August, graduated infantry school, MP school in December, got married, had my little girl, My little one's six. And I just started getting her last year. Me and my ex-wife, it was a tough marriage. We didn't even make it a year. And uh, I missed out on a lot of time, my little girl. She lives in Arkansas and it's 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 hard. It's a hard journey with with it. The job I'm working now, there's been times I've stayed up thirty six hours this year. But it's getting better and I've got another one on the way. we're hoping we're hoping for a boy so Y'all, y'all pray for a boy pray <laughs> pray to pray to be healthy but we're hoping for a boy <laughs> and uh i got off track I the infantry school mp school and uh i yeah, some of y'all probably see her running around in here she'll run up to me like i've been there the whole time but she knows it and i know it i wasn't there till till like i should have been until last year and i I struggled struggling with that the most until I started coming here. <clears throat> and I walked up here one day and I asked Joe, I said, how do I let it go? He said, just raise your hands in there. And I just felt I just it leave. And I ain't looked back. Amen. And I don't, I don't feel guilty anymore. For whatever reason, it happened. And it happened. I've got her now. She's happy. She's healthy. I've got another a beautiful wife that's my soulmate. Another one on the way. I married this one six months after I met her. And <laughs> and she's, a, she's asked me before, how would you know you wanted to marry me? And I've always kind of come up with something. And I thought of it today riding down the road, actually, listening to my devotion. Daddy walked up in our shop. We were working on that big truck. And he said, when are you going to marry that girl? I knew right then. I said, that's the one. But, I mean, you you just got to give it all to God. That's all I can say. He can do it all. He can bring you through anything. It'll suck, but he's going to walk right with you hmm And it's weird, it's like pastor you oh an eye you know, a bright light, it's almost like you're just once it clicks, it's just like, Man, why ain't I done this the whole time? This is awesome. Amen. And then when I I was when I was kinda of walking the ways of the world, that's probably why I didn't have my little girl much when I didn't have her. And I met Ashley and Megan and Joe, and we started coming here, kind of hit and miss. And then I text Ashley and I said, "We need to go every, every Sunday." She said, "Okay." And man, Joe, Joe and Megan have been such an inspiration. Mm-hmm. They they've done more than I think they have. And I can promise you, if there little joe man you want to talk about a kid with faith up to be an example that kid's got some faith we were riding down home from church and uh, we got to talk about COVID. it was here just a month or two ago we got to talk about COVID, and he said daddy i don't need no mask i don't need no vaccine nothing because god's gonna put a bubble around me and i'll be just fine and i said man he's got more faith than most folks <laughs> But I just I praise God for everything I've got, everything I've been through, everything that I've got coming towards me, bad or good. And at my wife, she gets mad at me all the time. She, you don't worry about nothing. You just laugh. I said, ain't no reason to worry. That's right. Ain't no worry. I ain't gonna worry myself to death over something He's in control of. That's right. hmm. So if if anybody here's struggling, all I can say is raise your hands in the air. thank you
1: he's got an easy way and and uh he's easy to listen to any uh i remember when i first time i talked on a microphone at the church was i gave my testimony well i gave a testimony of a dream i had back at that church and uh That's it stars Side stars you know lord knows what the future holds for you uh, who else wants to share you see we're just talking we're just friends talking it's usually that first one after the one that was planned is the hardest one it's that's the one that's the person who has the most faith that's the, that's the usually the one that loves god the most Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> Thank you. How's everybody doing tonight? Pastor kept texting me and asking about my testimony, and I said I wasn't ready to give it. But I guess I am, because I've had a rough year. When I say rough, I haven't driven in a year. Finances are terrible. But I got blessed in spite of all of it. And the only thing that leaves me is I got back in church. I was gone for a while because I was sick. I was sick in the summertime. I was sick last fall. And I suffered from mental illness. But am I claiming it? No. I don't believe it. That's right. I don't receive it. Wow. But when pastor was talking to me, and I kept bugging him that I had a testimony to tell, the devil had hold me. I spent three days wide awake. And called him at all times of the day and night. <laughs> he laughs now. And I wanted his book too, which I, by the way, working my way through, got a lot of cool stuff in there. And I read his stories on Facebook all the time. And they always encourage me. We've got an awesome pastor. And he really encouraged me when I was going through what I'd like to call it. Because I don't suffer from mental illness, I just had a time. A season, and he talked about the rough paths. It was a rough path, still going through it, but I'm okay. On Sunday, I come to church, and tonight, Mary called me up and said, "Have you got to ride to church?" Well, my roommate that I normally come with didn't want to come, and she encouraged me to share my testimony. And Mary knew God has provided; He's the provider because I've had a ride to church since I wrecked my own vehicle last December. Either Mary has brought me, or my roommate Brandy, who's now a fixture in this church, has brought me, but I've always had a way to church. Mary called me up tonight out of the blue. I haven't spoken to her in weeks, and she's like, do you have a way to church? Where does it come from, God?
1: That's right.
3: So I'm blessed, and I will continue to be blessed. And if anybody wants to know why I received such a blessing, I applied for disability a year ago, and today I got it because I wasn't going to worry about it. I received it. I've got, had multiple back surgeries, and now Denise, my former partner in cleaning keepers of the house, wants to come get me on Saturdays to clean the church again. I would love to get back into the ministry of this church, mm-hmm. but I have no way to get there unless somebody picks me up. Mm-hmm. Gotta provide. Gotta believe that. That's
1: right.
3: <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard you. Say that again. <laughs> hey, <you go>, Max. <laughs> I love Joe, so I just gotta mess with him. When he wears that spiky hair, I just gotta touch. <laughs> He's used to me. He's not big Joe anymore, he's little Joe, but (laughs) I just want to tell y'all, don't give up, because there's a blessing ahead for you. No matter what we're facing, no matter what it seems like, what the situation seems like, it's never as bad as it seems. And that's the reason I was afraid to give my testimony, is Miss Brenda said to me, Are you listening to God? or are you hearing the voice of the enemy? And honestly, I began to question that. That's when I, why I refused to give my testimony, because for a while, that's what happened. I was listening to the voice of the enemy telling me I wasn't going to get through this. I wasn't okay. But now I know better. So.
1: Now, that was a truly wonderful testimony. There are so many things that you could glean from that. That That is beautiful. Uh, Mary Ellen fell and hit her head and just, you know, and she's really struggled since then, and really, I, it didn't look like it, you would ever be able up here speaking on the mic again. Uh, it's been a long road, but you have been faithful, and you have believed God, and look what the lord has done i'm so proud of you mary ellen Thank you. that was very very good uh who else all right the the third person is usually loves jesus a little bit
0: yeah. no, just... i don't have testimony like these guys have wonderful testimonies like that but i tell you what my journeys I like to look back because I go through. We all go through dry spells where we don't really feel Him there, and He says it's going to happen, and He requests, tells us to have faith in that. One thing that helps me do that is I like to look back at how I, how He got me to where I'm at, at the things that played out in my life. Like I've told you guys before, I grew up Southern Baptist. And, you know, the guy's like, Pastor Gay, you know me, you know. He said, I look it back at things and why I was able to grasp at the way God put things together in my life. Before ever hearing about this church, you know, I had went on a job, you know, that uh, Brother Rick Parvin was working up there, and I got to know him working day-to-day with the jobs. And, you know, seeing him pray, seen the person that he was. And then I heard him speak in tongues, and I had never heard anything like that. I thought it was pretty much gibber jabberish people making stuff up, you know, and I probably would have went on thinking that had God not put the opportunity for me to actually know the man before experiencing it and, you know, and all those things. And then come in, you fast-forward, I worked that job, I said, this is real. This dude's a real deal. And was it uh Paul, long after working those jobs with him, Paul called me up one night and said, you know, hey, we're having a men's group meeting, you know, you know, gonna do this and I was really just looking for a way to get away from my girlfriend at the time. She went with me everywhere. It bothered the part out of me. <laughs> to be honest, I wanted the men's real away from it, you know the girlfriend. It was it's not my girlfriend anymore by no means, but you know, just somebody that's way too much tags along way too much, you know. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you know, the way I could say, Hey, you can't go without hurting her feelings. It was a thing, and then I got there and I met Thomas and I met a few other people. It's like, I really like this. I didn't have any friends at all, hardly, you know. And I was like, Huh, I want more of this. I met, and then fast forward a few weeks, I started coming to the church, met people, and then I started seeing these things, and I was able to put it together. Then God started convicting me. I got to stop living the way I'm living. I was living with the girl. That's part of the reason why I was like that. I was living in sin. I was living with a girl I knew from day one I never intended to marry. I'm wrong for that. I will own that till the day I die. I was wrong. God has forgiven me for that, and I've forgiven myself as well. But it is something that happened. And He showed me that. And part of the reason that I never did make a leave before because. I was scared I couldn't pay the bills on my own. Here it goes, you know, this four years ago. I'm still paying the bills. (laughs) You know, and all that. The thing is, and I look at these things, though. He shows you these things, and he allows us to experience these things. Because I believe more because the way I grew up, you know, witchcraft, all this stuff that's actually real, this isn't about this real. Oh, that's a thing of the past. That's what grandparents that southern baptist teaching was like those people aren't doing real that's doing the tongues and all that and it's you know you're married at your house i was freaking out. i was upset because i didn't have the gift it bothered me so bad maybe i'm not real and i didn't and then god showed me he said that's not what i have for you right now that's not real you're not there yet that's not what i have for you and i still don't have the gift but guess what i don't care that i don't have the gift because i'm the Doing that, it doesn't bother me. I was jealous in the sense that I was growing. And the thing is, God says this, you know, he's going to be faithful to his word to you. He's going to be faithful, but you also got to have faith. You know, and he gives us these experiences when I look back on. He gives us these experiences I can look back on day to day in order to help me keep that faith. Like, you had a hard time in tribulation, and nine times out of ten, you brought it on yourself, just like I did. But he helped me get through it. And he sat there and done this, and I can sit there and tell miraculous things that happened all day long. But I wouldn't have never known it was miraculous if I didn't have the faith to begin with. Could have been, you know, anything. You could explain it away, but guess what? At that point in time, I needed those things. Maybe it was some kind of cosmic, something I seen the sun and the moon at the same time, noon, one day at work. Maybe it was something cosmic. But at that day that I saw that, I wasn't feeling the Spirit of God, and I needed to see that. I needed to be able to tell them, hey, look what God did right up there. You'll see something crazy. It changed lives. People were asking me. At the time, I didn't go to church anywhere. This was years ago. But it allows me these experiences, and like I said, too, I'm kind of flip-flopping because I didn't plan this. I'm kind of going off what my heart was telling me to do. but. He put those experiences of meeting Brother Parvin up there and working that job. You know, I wish Brother Paul Payton was still coming here. He don't, but he lined it up like that. I needed a job so bad I was about to lose my house, and that's why I took a job working $10 an hour. If I hadn't done that, I would have never met Brother Parvin, and God still got me through, and... I got to experience it and see for myself There was a real deal because I have no doubt in my mind if that hadn't played out that way and then I just showed up to the door and I seen those things I had never experienced. I was like, ugh, But God played it out that way. He put those things in our lives so in a way that we can understand it on the individual because God knows you better than you know yourself, better than your mama, your daddy knows you. He knows what you need and how you. He knows how to come to you in a way that you will be able to accept it, you know. Like, I would have never been able to understand your growing up and how you took to it because it wasn't my life and the way I grew up in it. God didn't design it for me. He designed it the way he came to you for you and the way he came to you for you. He played it out to where you could accept it because if he put you in another man's testimony, you might not have been able to handle it or grasp it you might not have been able to get the fruit of what he has for you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about, he gives us these experiences and these things in order to give us a basis to be that rock of faith because he didn't give it to somebody else because it wasn't for them. He gave it to you in your way. He gave you what's yours, but he gave them what's theirs. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have the testimonies as strong as theirs, but... I look at these things says these are all things he lined it up in a way to where I can grasp onto it when times is hard times is hard for me right now but you know I was telling brother Josh just in the hallway I spent eight years sit with my truck sitting in the driveway broke down because I didn't think I could afford to figure out how to fix it and I sat there and got down broke into it, started coming you know but brother John Crawford and a few other people here helped me pull the bed off the truck and come to find out every part I needed except for brakes and oil was all under warranty. I didn't mean, spend buying nothing but brakes and oil. Now I can drink it in that truck and drive it down the road. You know, it still needs a few things, but it's all God. Because I didn't have faith. That thing sit there, did nothing for years. I was borrowing vehicles to get the stuff I needed to fix my fence, and when had I just had some faith way before then, you know, I could have had a running vehicle and not had to call nobody for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like asking for help, mm-hmm. except for advice, but, you know. That's something. That's good,
1: that was so beautiful, the way he described uh, that it is your personal testimony uh, you know God's personal with each and every one of us. that's why the devil can't can't steal it from you because it's yours, and nobody else can talk you out of it because you know what you've been through uh psalms one oh seven verse two says, "Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. Anybody want to speak out? Come on up, Brother Rick. We, we just have a house full of preachers. I can just see it.
4: What
1: does the fourth person get? The fourth person, uh, <laughs> they get a candy bar. No. <laughs> well, I, I um, Man, I just kind of want to give y'all just a little
5: bit about my backstory. Um, I mean, I started off... As a kid, you know, I mean, I, I went to church too, like like a lot of y'all did, and uh, you know, but and I had a knowledge, you know, I had a knowledge of God, I had a knowledge of Jesus, and uh, and all that, you know, but it was it was mostly, you know, just up here, you know. So when I got to a certain age, and then I was just doing my own thing, you know, I just kept getting further and further away from all that and uh, um, you know and I mean I came to the place you know I was just living in this ratty apartment and had more roaches than running water I mean it was just terrible you know and uh, and by then I was pretty much a, I mean for lack of a better way to put it just like a drunken dope pit, you know and You know, and it it was, you know, I mean, I look back on just how sad and sorry that a person that I was at that time. But there was one particular night, and I'd been drinking, and it was late at night, and I got one of them kind of moods, like sometimes you get, where you just get this real anger, just comes over you, you know, and man, I and I just was so angry. And I was like just shaking my fist at God, like you know, just you know, man, if this is all there is, you know, I don't want it, you know. This is this is not, you know. There's got to be more life than this, you know. And I mean, I was ranting and raving and all this stuff for a while. But the funny thing is, I guess you know, I kind of just wore myself out, you know, because you just kind of just going and going, and then you just all of a sudden you just exhausted, you know. But I felt, you know, I, I felt kind of a, I had kind of a peaceful feeling, you know, kind of strange. But anyway, so the next day, there was a young couple that moved into the apartment next to me. And they were newlyweds, and they was all happy and this and that, you know. So I seen them coming, and I so I went out there, and I just helped them you know, move all their stuff, you know, they were getting it all in, and, uh, you know, all young love and all that, and, and uh, anyway, so I got to know them just a little bit, and uh, they just, they just started loving on me, you know, and at the time, I mean, I hated, it, you know, because <laughs> it was just like. What's the matter with these people, you know? I mean, <laughs> what, what's, what's the angle, you know? But, like, the wife, she would leave little notes on my door. You know, we're just thinking about you. And we just appreciate you. And we're praying for you and all this stuff, you know? And, I mean, and they would do stuff like that so much. I mean, I'd, I'd be coming home, man, because this little drive would pass right in front of all these little doors, and I'd look up, and I'd see there was a note there, and I'd like, oh, my gosh, you know, what did that, you know? what are they trying to do you know and uh (laughs) so anyway you know they invited me over one night for supper and we're talking and and just out of the blue the husband larry he says uh he starts telling me about their church a little bit and then he (laughs) asked me you know did i want to go so i said no and uh (laughs) you know but here's the funny thing you know i said no and right away I knew that God was wanting me to say yes. You know. Um I mean, as lost as I was, he was clearly speaking, you know. But I was I'm stubborn, so I was like, No. You know, so I mean I I got home that night and and God spoke to me so clear. Like, you asked me if there's anything else. I now, I showed you something, and now you you're not going to do it, you know. And I'm like, I don't know them very well, you know. That that you know, and, and this is me, I'm I'm telling this to God, you know. I uh, they might you know shave their heads and do a little chants or something. I don't know nothing about them. I don't know nothing about their church. I'm not going, you know. And you know, it was just, and then he and then he just made this clear. He's like, I won't show you anything else until you do what I've showed you to do. You know, I'm like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, you know. And I mean, I would come home and sit in front of my stereo. I'd pull them stereo speakers up in front of both ears and turn it way up, you know. And I'm telling God, like, you know, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, you know. Anybody else would have thought I was going nuts, you know. And, to, and, and it didn't take but about a week, and I was just broke down. It's like, all right, because you know, it was on me day and night and day and night, just like, what are you going to do? I showed you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then I was just like, okay, I can't take it no more. Fine, you know. And I told God, I said, look, I'll go to their church. I don't know nothing about it. But if you've got anything you want to show me, I want to I know what it is. So I walked down to their house. I just knocked on the door and I said, don't y'all have an evening service tonight? And they said, yeah. I said, I want to come, you know. And they're like, okay, you know. And I mean, I couldn't have been more open to, than, than you can possibly imagine, you know, because I mean, from the time I'm walking in the door, I'm just like looking everywhere. I'm looking at the walls, I'm looking at the people, I'm looking at the way the building's set up, everything, and in my mind it's like, I'm here. You know, what, what do you want to tell me, you know? And so, you know, so the preacher, he's talking, and he comes to a certain place, and, and he, you know, and he just, you know, Holy Spirit's leading him. He's speaking like, you know, right to me, you know, and just like, there's somebody in here, you know. You've had a knowledge of God, and he starts talking about personal relationships. And I had, n- I had never heard that in my life, you know. I mean, there was one time I think somebody in my life had asked me, you know, if I was saved, and I was like, saved from what? I, I don't even know what you're talking about, you know. So he starts talking about this personal relationship and uh, that there's more to it than just religion, but that, you know, Jesus died. If, if I had been the only person in the whole world, he still would have died just for me. And... Uh, so the more he's talking, the more it's like, Man, I didn't know that, you know, and and all, all that. So so then he says, you know, if you if you know that's you, raise your hand. You know, so I'm like, Mm mm, mm mm, mm mm. I ain't doing it, I ain't doing it, you know, but then it's like, I ain't going through I ain't going through all that again. You know, I ain't going through another week where you're just hammering me, you know, just like, okay, fine, you know. And I mean, as soon as I did that man, that bad like, I see that hand, you know, and you're like, Oh, what'd I do, what I do, you know. But he had a couple of guys take me out of the service, like to little side room, and they just open the Bible, they start showing me the scriptures, you know, and going through it, and you know, I said, you know, well, do you want to, you know, do you want to give your life to the Lord? And it's like, I mean, once once they laid it out, I was like, why why wouldn't I? you know? I mean, it, I think they were expecting pushback, but I was like, yeah, I can't. It would be stupid not to. Yeah, I want whatever he has for me, sign me up, you know. And uh, so from there, they had a horse trough in the basement. They, they filled that joker full of water, you know. I gave my life to the Lord. I got baptized. They prayed for me to receive the Holy Spirit, the whole thing that night. I didn't get home till probably after midnight. And, you know, I mean, I was almost, like, dizzy, like, you know, what happened? But one of the things I had mentioned to the Lord was, you know, wanting something special for my birthday. And after we passed midnight, that was my birthday, you know. And that was God gave me his eternal life, you know, for my birthday. (laughs) present. It don't get better than that.
1: Thank you. Well, we could keep some water in that thing over there. All right, now we've had the professionals. Now somebody is here to saying, "I can't, I can't speak that well, but I just want to share my heart." Here's another professional. I mean, after her.
3: You
1: know, I don't like to do this. I know. You want me to hold your hand? Yeah. <laughs>
3: You got it. For years, I have had kidney problems, and the last two times I've had labs, it's been better, and I thank God for it, and I also thank the people that's been praying for me, and y'all just keep praying. I'm on beat this thing. I know I am. Yes, you
1: are. Amen. Psalm 71, verse 15 says, I will tell everyone about your righteousness. All day long, I will proclaim your saving power, though I am not skilled with words. Now, I find it hard to believe the psalmist wasn't skilled with words, but but maybe some of us feel like we're not skilled with words all day long. We need to just proclaim it anyway. You know, proclaim his saving power. Tell everyone about how right he is. You know, we all, we used to think we were right. But God's the one that's always been right, in my estimation. Every situation that I've ever thought I was smarter than God, I was proved wrong. (laughs) So, anybody got a It doesn't have to be your story of getting saved or anything. Just something God's done for you recently. Like I said, it could be something that you're going through right now and you just want prayer for. We're here for each other. Thank you, Brother Mark.
6: What's crazy is I can be a public speaker, I can be a songwriter, but I do not like getting up doing this. (laughs) But pastor had preached about faith and about trusting God and all this on one Sunday. I was all up here praying for people. That week uh, things started looking a little bleak for me. and I actually texted the pastor and I said, pray about a situation. Well, that situation was resolved quickly, unexpectedly. Um, very next day, my car engine locks up. <laughs> and uh i said lord i don't know what i'm gonna do because this is my work this is how i get around and uh, so anyway i've been i've been without a car for about a week and today the lord made a way that i didn't see and provided that i can now get back to work and pay the bills and not be in a cardboard box <laughs> and uh not li- not laughing about those who are that's i want to clarify that but that because what you said earlier but uh i'm very thankful and you know sometimes the lord wants to humble us in ways you know i, I intend that eventually i will get my previous car back on the road and be grateful but I, like i said before church i said you know i was just driving my bmw i said lord stepped me down to a ford focus <laughs> <laughs> and you know what it, it, it's it's uh it teaches you to be grateful and thankful even if it's not a bmw or a mercedes be thankful when god comes through and makes a way or we saw no way because sometimes we do get how do you say it? High-minded. and I've never considered myself a high-minded person. But sometimes even when we don't think we are God shows us you do have a little bit of it in you. And sometimes he means to humble us down and show us be grateful for for what I do for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to say I'm I'm thankful that I got my rent paid. I'm thankful that I'm back on the road to be able to work again. And, you know, I'm trusting and believing I will get my BMW going again. (laughs) Amen.
1: Yeah. uh, You know, if everything was going our way all the time, then we wouldn't need faith, would we? When everything was going their way, when the Israelites were had come into the promised land they forgot about God they acted like they didn't need him anymore and they slowly faded away God has a way of keeping our attention especially for those of us who don't want to fall away and we pray God you know be with me be with me and he'll he will let situations come in your life where you have to grow in your faith if you're gonna walk with God you're gonna grow and if you're going to do the things God's called you to, you're going to have to. Anybody else want to share something? Anybody else? <laughs> Why do I always do that to her?
7: All right, I'm not, I'm not going to share a testimony and forget that. I just want to encourage y'all. Some of you know... We've been going through stuff in my house, in my family. (sighs) The cool thing is that God uses us even when we're going through a trouble. Mm -hmm. If we allow him to. If we keep our eyes open and we keep our eyes on him, he will help us. He will show us the job that I'm at now, in addition to, you know, blowing up Rick's oven, other than that. um, (laughs) You know, I've been able to pray for people who were getting ready to have a divorce, and they they didn't get a divorce. I've been able to pray for people who were sick that got well. I've been able to help people do stuff I didn't know nothing about over a year ago with, with their appliances, with learning stuff through my job. I have my two prayer partners back there, Mary and Kirsty, that have prayed with me and through things and have helped me learn how to pray better. And I don't know why i all stop coming on Tuesday nights, but you need to come back. The guys are winning. Um, <laughs> so Tuesday night prayer, we come here and we pray. And if you don't know how to pray and you don't think you want to pray out loud, that's okay. Come and sit and learn. When you come around the circle, if you don't want to pray out loud, just say amen. It moves on to the next person. You don't have to pray out loud. You will learn how to pray, how to stand on your faith, how to have the faith, like you talked about, little Joe. You know, you have to know how to pray. You have to know how to stand on the word of God. I read the word every day, and I'm not bragging. That's just what we're supposed to do. If... I'm not good at chapter and verse. You know, like I can't spit out a scripture and tell you where it is. And I'm not good at that. But I'm going to tell you, I read the word. And when I'm praying for somebody, the word comes through me what needs to be said because Holy Spirit has put it in me. It's not because I'm smart. It's not because of anything about what I do or who I am or where I've come from, which is also a Baptist church, by the way. Uh, I was raised up in the Baptist Church. I've I've been taught and trained in Assembly of God, and I'm here because this is where God brought us on a Tuesday night prayer night Mm -hmm. a long time ago. And Joe met me when I lived across the street from y'all on that Tuesday night and saw me I don't know, a couple week, a week, it was even a week. He goes, that's Miss Donna." I was like, how does, who is that? I don't know him. And that's when he was three times the man he is now. <laughs> but God is good. And no matter what we're going through, if we always keep our eyes on him and always trust him, always, like you said, you know, raise your hands up, surrender everything to him, let him, he wants us to give it to him. He, there is nothing we're supposed to keep for ourselves or to ourselves. It don't have to be everybody's information, but you have to have a few, you have to have somebody you pray with. You have to have somebody you trust. And and you know, some of you can text in the middle of the night or too early in the morning and say, Hey, this is going on. And I just want to thank all y'all for just putting up with me for who I am. But but I mean, this church is a church family much like my own family you know we're dysfunctional um (laughs) but but love is there no matter what you know the love is there through all the stuff that we go through we love each other we're here for each other we're here you know uh terry and patricia get relief one of the things they told me was one church they used to go to nobody would give them a ride and now mary just said mary ellen told us mary out of the blue Just calls and said, hey, you need a ride? You know, and that's listening to the Holy Spirit. And as all of us listen to the Holy Spirit, we'll be able to help each other, encourage each other, and continue doing what we need to do. So invite people to church. Come to prayer Tuesday night.
1: (laughs) This message brought to you by... Wait a minute. She just looks in the door and then slams it. She doesn't even have to say anything. I know what she means. No. All right. I, I didn't realize how time had got away from us. But does anybody else have something burning within them? Well, you have to deal with Angie. No, just kidding. Okay. Everybody knows it's Callan's fault. No, come on up. Come on. She ain't, Callan ain't scared. Anybody want to go while Callan's coming up here?
4: Since Andrew's rushing, is not, I'm not going to be long. It all, it all started back when I was three years old. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Um, it's just, it's, you, know, you know, I've had a lot of uh, issues in my body, you know, with my legs walking. And first I was on a the walker, then I was on a cane. And I just, I said, Lord. He just—he worked to—he do work it all out for, for you. Whatever's going on, with you, you got to believe him. you got to trust him. And you got to pray. Him to put you around positive people. It was gonna, you know, encourage you to, you know, it's gonna be all right. And although you know it's gonna be all right, so you feel like you don't know, you know. So, I um, I tell you, I may be hopping, but I ain't stopping. <laughs> so i don't have a whole lot that's about all i gotta say because i could be here forever talking about google i've been to me He just been really really good he helped me raise my daughter i was single she turned out all right and uh there were times i lost my job and had to be a, a single mom and i had to trust god i had to really trust god you know you know how people say uh they trust god i had to trust him for i really had to trust him okay because you know, i was saved then so you know i didn't have a desire to do anything you know against him because he saved me and everything so uh, god worked it all out i, I didn't have to say a guy short in no time he paid all the bills he still is and uh <laughs> so um I, I am truly grateful. And all y'all testimonies are really, really good. Really good. Because, I mean, really super good. You know, you really blessed me, <laughs> you, and all y'all did. Because we all go through some things. But think about it. We're going through. We ain't stopping.
1: All right. Tell Angie that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do need to be respectful there back there. Uh not getting to enjoy getting fed. Like, like uh, hopefully they're feeding the children back there. But but uh one thing that is the theme here is uh, we're all going through stuff. We all have a story right now. We have, we're living in the middle of a story. And it's so evident that we need to be praying for one another. This is why we need to be meeting. Uh, I wish these chairs were filled tonight with People that, that maybe come Sunday or something, everybody should have been here to to see how we could strengthen one another. Uh, but just by simply hearing one another, by laughing with one another, having a good time together, having fellowships, and we're going to do that Sunday after the service. We're going to have we going to put them round tables up and some ch- chairs and have a short service hopefully, and and we're going to get to doing some eating. So bring some food, you know, and all that stuff. <clears throat> but uh. I'm going to get Brother Joe come up here and close the service in prayer. I, I believe everybody, I know everybody here is, I believe, saved. If you're not, come see one of us at the end of the service. But uh, Joe, just just pray for us. Man, we need a lot of prayer. Um, you know, pray that God blesses those who need finances. And God heals our, our hop, you know, and And God takes care of us because he's living in our personal stories. And just tell him, thank you
3: for us. That's right. That's right.
0: Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's word.